We're grateful for grace to gather. Some of us used to, Sunday was a, a day to misbehave. We'll have wasted the night and sleep all day. But Father, here we are, you brought us into your own presence. Bible says, blessed is the man that you cause to draw near. For the gift of grace to draw near. We say huge thank you. For every member of Glory Community Church. We say huge thank you. For all your help, blessings, fruitfulness. For sustaining us. Upholding us by the right hand of your righteousness. That Lord you kept death and infirmity far from us. We say huge thank you. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. I receive strength in my body. Let your name be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated in his holy presence. It's always nice to see all of you again. So nice to see you guys. Amen. I think only Jesus and could have made me be here today. Um, um, I needed to be resting. But I think the Lord wants to do something in someone's life. Um, open your Bible with me to the book of Matthew in chapter number 10. Now, please, thank God. Uh, I, I love seeing when people write notes. No matter how smart you are, and I can tell you, you are not as smart as you think. You cannot grasp everything the preacher says. Not me, any preacher. So please always have your notes. Uh, there are some things that will... Let me tell you what inspiration is. Inspiration is something that God drops on you in a moment. And it stays for a period. Uh, if you are inspired, inspired, inspiration is not something that stays with you. No, no, no. That's why it's called Inspiration. It's a thing of the moment, and if you don't capture it, it's gone. And that's why even by your bedside, you must have a jotter and a pen. Okay, when it comes, write down. Or use your voice note on your phone. Sorry, I think I forgot my key in my pocket. It's disturbing me. Sorry, it's my house key. Don't let, don't let me forget with you. <laughs> Amen. All right, so we're going to be doing a lot of opening of scriptures, and um, understanding of scriptures. Matthew chapter number ten, and let's start reading from verse. Oh no, no, I'm good. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for me. It was offering me. It was offering me a chair. I've never preached in a service sitting before. I will feel like I'm going to hell. <laughs> you know, if you give your heart to Jesus at my time, there are some things that are just... Uh, it doesn't mean they are bad, please. Don't get it wrong. We're just not used to it. All right? Matthew in chapter number 10. Jesus sat and preached to the people, so, so don't, uh, don't make anybody think. If you sit down and preach to a church... You are going to hell. No, there's nothing like that, okay? 
Matthew in chapter number 10, and we'll read verse number 32 and 33. Matthew 10, 32 and 33. Not 3, 32, 33. 32. <laughs> 32 and 33. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> See, you hear this one. <laughs> 37, 28, 29, 30. 31, Glory be to God. So I would like us to read together in the cross. Don't read from your Bible. Read from the screen. Want to read? This is a very, very, very profound scripture. And people don't talk about it too much. So I'll have us read it one more time. I want to read. Now we know Jesus is the one saying this, obviously. But you need to, it's important for you to know um, those and the folks he was talking to. So can someone bury your head in your Bible and tell me who Jesus was speaking to? Yes, ma'am. Be confident. You said it, no? His disciples. So was he speaking to unbelievers? Was he speaking to pagans? Now, to whom was this address? Okay, so he's saying it to you and I. Okay? So he says, Jesus was about to send them out. He told them a whole lot of stuff. You need to digest everything Jesus told them. And he got here and I was studying it one day and I had to stop. He says, if you confess me before men... Now, let me, let's break down this passage. I'm teaching this morning, so I need to write. We're going to break down this passage in some tiny little chunks that is doable. Number one is the fact that um, there are two parts to it. What you do and what Jesus will do because of what you did. Hmm? What you do and what Jesus will do because of what you In other words, it is your own action that determines his own Okay. So what Jesus does here is not an action, it's a reaction. Okay? Who makes the action or takes the action? And Jesus is reacts. So it is your action that determines his reaction. Now, his reaction is not to you. Your action is not to him. Your action is for him or not for him. But his reaction is not to you, nor against you. His reaction is towards the Father, for you or not for you. I take that again. Can I get down? Even if you said no, I've gotten down already. (laughs) Now, please, let's take it again. So Jesus says to them, says to his disciples, me, you, all of us, every one of us included, even if you eat with angels. It says, if you confess me before God, 
Is that what he said? Before? If you confess me before the devil, before angels, before demons, before? Men. Please, there's an emphasis on men. And there's a reason, because it's easy to confess Jesus before the devil. You do that in your prayers. You confess Jesus before demons. At the name of Jesus, every knee bows. Okay? But to confess Jesus before men is a whole lot of problem, especially for your generation. Yeah, because we're very impressionable. And I'll tell you the reason why people find it hard to... So Jesus says, if you don't confess me before God, I'll confess you. I'll not confess you before God. If you don't, if you don't confess me... Now, in fact, he didn't say if you don't confess, because the, the converse of confession is denial. All right? So he says, if you deny me. So in other words, if you don't confess me, what are you doing? Okay, so there is, no, there is no neutral ground here. It's either you are doing it or you are not. Are you still with me? Yeah. So he says further. So he says, you do your own with men. I do mine with the Father. What's the name of the Father? God. What do we call him, rather? God. So he says, now, he didn't say if you deny God. The Father is not the question. Have you noticed that anytime you're mentioning God, people are okay? The moment you mention, Jesus is the problem. And that's the one you don't want to say. Say, God, we just thank you, God, because you are praying in front of a Muslim. And you want them to be accepted. Or you want them to feel... Thank you for the phrase. You've done it before. (laughs) I have done it before. I have, yeah. Many years ago. Many years ago. I just felt... It wasn't because I wanted to deny Jesus. It was just I felt that's the right thing to do. But the right thing is not necessarily the righteous thing. So when you are called to pray because there are other people there, you don't say in Jesus' name we'll pray. (laughs) So they don't feel uncomfortable. John and chapter number 12. Don't worry, we're building it up. So what you do with men determines what Jesus does with the Father on your John and chapter number 12. Glory be to God. John 12. And verse number 42 and 43. John 12, 42, 43. Are you still with me? All right. For you. For you. This life. This for a bit of it is a lie. You can now see that it's, it's a bit of a lie. Oh, yeah, it's for him, but when you're with your friends, you don't want to be different. 
In fact, some of you don't really let want people to know who you are yet because you still want to misbehave a little. So you are not a disgrace to God at least. We're living at serious times. Very serious times. For me, one of the things that makes me cringe once in a while is the, the uh, audacity of sin these days. I'm serious. Have you been to weddings recently? There is no more shame. You, people don't wear bras anymore. Slits is all the way to your waist. I've never seen that before in my life. There's just no more shame. It, it, it's, it's, it's really bad. So what that has done also is to make a lot of Christians covert Christians. In other words, we are on the G, you know, on the ground. Yeah, we are like CIA Christians. <laughs> nobody, nobody must know we are believers. Because there's a, we're on a mission. We just... <laughs> covert, yeah. It's covert operation. Now, you've, not, you've never... One of the reasons why you've, your boss doesn't really know you're... If, let me put it this way. If they are to um, bring up charges in your office against you as a Christian... You will not be found guilty. Yeah, because you know that your boss is a Muslim who hates Christians. So, you know, to keep the job. Because the Bible says he that cannot provide for his home is worse than anything. Uh-huh. So, to keep the job, we keep it there. Yes, to direct. All right? And that's why a lot of times when Do you know what it means for Jesus to confess you before his father? Why does he need to confess you before his father? You're already saved. (laughs) No. Why does... See, to to confess you before his father is to endorse you. Endorse. Do you know what endorsement means? Like, okay, if you are a party or whatever, you are standing as a guarantor and putting the entire weight of your own dignity, ability, and deity backing that one up. That is what it means to confess you before his father. So a lot of us have not been endorsed. Not for anything. You, you, no, you are not living in sin. You know, the only thing is you are an under G believer. Yeah. Mozart squad. And you know, the devil has given us a phrase. I'm not your John 3.16 in your face. Say, no, I'm not that kind of John 3.16 in your face kind of Christian. (laughs) Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But haven't you noticed that whatever they peddle in darkness can always be on your face? All that are ways the devil wants to keep intimidating you because the truth is, we have not come to a proper revelation of where we are, who we are. If only you know you are the solution to their problem. 
you won't be hiding. So let's read John. Now let's read together. I love us reading your cross. We're just having fun this morning with the word. Want to read? Hold on, hold on. Because of angels? Because of demons? Because of Satan? Because of who? Who are Pharisees? Man. Because of men. What did they do? They did not confess him. Now, to confess means to endorse. In other words, it's a public declaration of your commitment and you being in league with the person you are confessing. Some of you can argue Chelsea and Arsenal and fight each other and quarrel and make up later. But to mention Jesus with the same people you argue with, you've never done it before. The chat room where you, go, where you chat, you go on and on while the match is going on. But you have never left a text there telling somebody that Jesus cares for you. You only come to endorse him in church. We don't need your endorsement. Do you understand? We are not the men he's talking about. Because here is okay. You know, we're all singing here. You don't sing in the office. You don't sing in places, public places. You keep it. Now, I mean, all your voices were echoing and it's lovely. All of you have amazing voices. But brethren, I, I sing in the aircraft. If you want to change your seat, you are free. I paid my money, you paid yours. And if you don't like, if you do not understand the benefit of me sitting next to you, change your seat. Let the person that is coming come and take the blessing due to you. Because in case you don't know, it's a privilege for you to sit next to me. One day I had my headphone on business class and I was on, I read my Bible all the way from Lagos to to, to Houston. 12 hours. I only took a break to eat. I was binging on the word. And I was blasting away. I didn't know I was getting loud from the musical. The music got to one place. I didn't know I was singing aloud. You know the earphone you allow you hear yourself. The lady next to me, I said, eh, hey, I knew it must be a spiritual song. Because she's been seeing me just in my own zone all the while. Then we got talking. And guess what? Jesus healed her in the aircraft of a disease right immediately before we got down. She went to tell her, she was telling the hostess. <laughs> you know what am I saying, brethren? I don't know if Jesus, if this Jesus, you know him, you will be the one that will be proud to show off yeah. and say, come, we are, we are, we are Father Pekino. But brethren, we are so, no, not timid. We are covert Christians. We are all FBI, CIA. Don't want anyone to know. But brethren, there are consequences to it. And we can't imagine that Jesus would do that to us. Because I'm just not mentioning you, you deny me before the Father. Ah. 
Kim <laughs> No, I mean, just think about it. Like, you refuse to publicly acknowledge and associate with me. And because of that, now, deny you for the Father, he didn't say we'll remove your name from the book of life. You still go to heaven. Do you understand? Because all you need to make heaven is to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. You still go to heaven. But he says, when? People don't understand this thing. In Isaiah, God gave us an insight into what goes on in heaven. Where the Father says, whenever you hear us, who will do this for us? Is the Father speaking. So the Father goes and says, who will go for us? At that point, there was nobody Jesus could endorse. Why the question? Is because we have many Christians, but not all of them are endorsable. Because if I, can you imagine, God, you that can't talk to your friend about Jesus. God now says, go to Asorok. Tell them, thus says the Lord. <laughs> you? <laughs> you say, Lord, here am I. Send my brother. <laughs> Do you know why? God will not use you for some things. Some blessings are only connected to those who are not ashamed. Before, let, let's finish this read. Let's read this. Let's finish this. Nevertheless, want to read? Now, this is the reason why you don't publicly confess him. Only two reasons there. Number one, so that they will not be kicked out. Number two, but you see, they don't intently do that. It just hasn't occurred to them that their identity in Christ Jesus has to be public. Why do you think you go for baptism? Physical evidence. It is not the one we do in the pool. Everybody comes to Jordan. They say, ah, you are now a believer. You have repented. Okay, go down and come out. Everybody sees that you have repented. That's the essence of baptism. A public identification. Public. So it is not something that a pastor can do for you alone. There must be witnesses. That's the essence. So that they will not be put out. In our day, you could just summarize that phrase to mean the word rejection. Some of you just don't want to lose your friends. You just don't want to lose something. You just always want to belong. You know, belong. And brethren, you cannot belong to a circle Jesus did not put you in. I want you to notice that when they are talking... The things you used to say together before, you are no longer smooth. You are struggling. <laughs> you don't, the language is now strange to you. You are struggling hard, but you still sit there. And they will be making dirty jokes, and you're laughing. <laughs> dirty jokes. The kind of jokes that put Jesus on the cross. And it's funny to you. So they can always tell you and tell you some things that they should feel uncomfortable around you. One of my colleagues in the office those days came and said, eh, <laughs> I was in audit. 
So I noticed that anytime they put me, myself and himself in the same team, he would do and do everything to get himself out or get me out. But most times he has to get himself out. He doesn't want to go on audit with me. Because he loves sleeping with weed men when they go on audit. He would drink all night, blah, 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 comes, it's not in the morning. The only time he went with me, <laughs> it was later I was confessing. He said the thing didn't work. He went to bring girls. <laughs> he couldn't get, he couldn't get up. <laughs> Do you know why? My room was next door. And I was praying. And those days, I wasn't this gentle. I was praying aloud. Father, in the name of You know the kind of prayer. I was firing prayer. You want to do nonsense next to <laughs> Not here. <laughs> I'm serious. He didn't tell me for many years. It was when I was living. He's born again now. Wow. Yeah. What am I saying? See, you. so they knew clearly. And they knew. Second reason why he didn't want to go with me was because if they, those days they'll give you some money. Yeah, it's called the float or whatever. I can't even remember what now. <laughs> All I know is scriptures now. <laughs> and you are meant to retire. In other words, give an account of how you spent the money. Mine is to the cobble. Any change, I will return. Others, <laughs> they will go by road, go and buy flight ticket, and they will make thousands. Those days it was... I'm talking of 1990, 1991. So we were not born. So anybody that goes on whatever, and you are not honest about whatever, the account manager will always say, come, how come you guys went to the same place on the same audit? Somebody's returning money, you are claiming money. What happened? So nobody wanted to go on audit with me. No one. But the ones that did. Let's stop there. Let's finish this story. So the fear of rejection. They, they believe Jesus already. Yes. But men, covert Christians, they don't want to talk about him publicly. You know, I'm not... Uh, because the devil is not trying to give us an impression that it's okay to be a conformist. Just so that you can pull others in. Just, just conform. You know, say the things they say. Just blend and do whatever they're doing. Just go with the flow. Y'all listening? That wouldn't work. That's not... Do you know what? It doesn't change you as a child of God. And let me say something here. There's a difference between your inheritance in God and your worth before God. They are not the same. They are not the same. If it's the same, all of us can be used for everything. Same things. But now, there are some things God will never use some people for. And God won't mind some Christians dying. I will show you. If some Christians die doesn't matter. You know, God, death is not anything to God. Yeah. Death is not anything to God. In fact, it's better for them to die because he's not sure about their tomorrow. They might backslide tomorrow. I'm saying that as man. God knows all things, okay? 
If he knows they are going to baptize tomorrow, then and it, there's no celebration when those ones arrive in his presence. There's no celebration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they, they have no, no worth to the kingdom. No worth. The summary of life is still this. God wants you to know him. God wants you to enjoy him. And God wants you to be available for his use. That's a summary of what God wants with man. Know me. Enjoy me. Be available for me to use. Period. So you can also summarize Satan's intention for money to three. Don't know God. If you know God, don't enjoy God. If you know God, you're enjoying God, don't be available for God to use. Because rather, I will show you a scripture very soon. Let's finish this. Let me go precept of a precept. So, so that they will not be put out of the covenant. Then second thing is, so that they are no longer irrelevant. Bible says, for they love the praise of men. Do you know, can, can you imagine when uh, you go somewhere and every time they used to celebrate you? Like, wow, here comes the ruler of this section of the temple, sanctuary of Jehovah Elohim, my brother El Ephesa. So El Ephesa comes in because he's a ruler. So everybody claps for him. That honor. But by the time they confess Jesus, because that honor is tied to their office. The Pharisees will send them out of the office. By virtue of that, they will no longer receive that honor. So when they are entering, nobody is entering. <laughs> okay, please, help, please. Let the important person enter. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's it. Now, if that is the case with you, you there is no way you can convince me or scripture that you are not esteeming yourself above God. Wow. That's what Jesus says. Wow. Says the love the praise of men more than how does the praise of God come? How does God praise? He didn't say the honor of God. He said the so which means God praises his kids. That's the worth. Let me show you a praise. An endorsement. Genesis, God told Abraham, chapter 18. He said, I know that Abraham will teach his children to follow me. Because of that, what he did not ask for, I'm going to tell him. That's praise. So Satan came before the throne of God. And God says, Hey, Quinsu, where are you coming from? He said, From going to and fro. And the Lord says, Well, have you seen Job, my servant? That there is none like him on the earth. That's praise. And do you know how that praise comes? Jesus has endorsed that person before the Father. Say, I need somebody that Satan will be able to shake because me and Satan are going to one debate that my children love me not because of what I do for them, but because of who I am. Ah, Satan say, ah, Jehovah, I bow before you. Say, those are your children. If your hand is withdrawn from them, they will curse you. 
God says, are you ready to take a bet? He said, yes, sir. Okay, let's go. One, two, go. Pam, we caught it. <laughs> so God now said, who can we use for? Because <laughs> if they call you, God will fail you. If you, <laughs> God will lose that battle. If, if they call you, <laughs> and just one over a thousand of what has happened to Job happened to you, you would say there's no God. Oh no, God doesn't exist. What is the essence of all this? Because as far as you are concerned, you are earning what God gave you. Because God, I come to church. Lord, I pay my tithe. Lord, I give my offering. So because I've... <laughs> so you are working for what you are getting. So, <laughs> that, that thing was so interesting. One day I sat there and I said, Lord, okay, can you recommend me for such things? <laughs> now I always ask myself questions. Bible says, examine yourself whether you be in faith. Some years ago, I was saying, oh, nah, he won't. I, I will fail him. But now I think I, I, can, I think I will pass. I think he can. I think, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, it doesn't mean I'm volunteering for it, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I think. And do you know the truth? God doesn't expect you to be there in a day. It's a journey. This thing did not happen when Job was a toddler. It didn't happen when Job was a teenager. It didn't happen when, before Job married. It didn't happen after he had his first son, second son. No, God allowed time for him to mature. We are on a daily basis, there was endorsement. There was endorsement. Because you cannot go and put a lieutenant to strategize over a war that is meant for generals. Collateral damage. So this is the reason why those two reasons. Rejection and no, I gave it a word. Relevance. You just want to be relevant. Let me explain this to you. When When you really receive Jesus, if you receive Jesus and you've, lost not, you've not lost a lot of friends, I doubt your salvation. No. Yeah. Some of you are now looking at me funny. Oh, yeah. True. True. <laughs> You're saved. And all those your friends that used to rock together, who has not changed, are not finding you weird or bizarre. Because Jesus said, he said, I did not come to bring peace so. People don't understand what I was saying there. He said, by the time you accept me, brothers will reject you. Mm. Uh, mothers will reject you. Yes, my dad, when I got born again, my dad beats me one day, he broke my left rib. Punch. Broke my rib, snapped my rib. I had to escape by jumping from the first floor of the house. No, it's better for my leg to be broken than for me to remain there being beaten. Today, the man is born again. I'm the one that led him to Christ. And one day he was crying and said, I, my, my dad cry. My dad, was, first time my father hugged me, I was in my mid-40s. 
for you to know how unemotional my dad is. When he hugged me, mid-40s, I froze. <laughs> With all the anointing, I froze. Something is wrong. I didn't know how to react to it. The only time thing that would have made my father cry is if he died. <laughs> Sincerely, that's how tough of mine my dad is. But that day he cried. It was, I was scared to de- I'm telling you, I was scared. I was dead scared. I ran to him, drove like this, but got to him. And that says, I wish I knew Jesus early. That's all he told me. That was what made him cry. That I wasted my life all this while. I wish I knew Jesus early. Ah. So that's the problem. Okay. That's fine. Because <laughs> I thought he was dead. The only thing that would make my dad cry was if he died. <laughs> <laughs> Spirit filled. God has used him to raise two dead people. Wow. Oh, yeah. What am I saying? So, for two years, I was on the streets. <laughs> so, some of you come and say, I want my your anointing. <laughs> you better go and sleep. <laughs> oh, no, go and get yours. Everyone has his own flame. Can't have mine. Two years, yeah. Because it threw me out, it threw, it threw us out of home. So it was a matter of you accept Jesus or you come back. Because, I mean, we were in darkness together with his first son. And we used to go everywhere together. So he lost a partner in crime. What am I saying, brethren? Do not. God, Jesus wants to endorse you. Do you know why? If you are here and you don't have an ambition... For life. Come and meet me after. I need to pray for you. Something's wrong. You must have an ambition for life. You must want to be something different and great. You must. It's, it should be there. The path of the just like unto a light shines brighter. Brighter. Unto a perfect day. Proverbs 418. Psalm 115 verse 14. And you shall increase more and more. You and your children along with you. So God expects that there will be going forward in your life. But brethren, what brings the going forward is the endorsement. And the endorsement determines how far you can be taken forward. Some of you looking at me now, you trust him. Excuse me, please. Who doesn't want to be rich here? You don't want to be rich. So that, uh, because there's a demon called don't be rich. We can cast it out from you. God wants us to do well in life. But brethren, when the extent to which God can trust you with anything that's coming from him, say he's not the only source. You can get it from the devil. You can get it from hard work. Hard work limits. There's a, this far you can go. But to get it further, you need to connect with the supernatural. And there are two realms of the supernatural, darkness or light. Now one has sorrow and will take your soul. 
So you sign for it, you are eternally condemned. No redemption. Then the other one, it blesses and it adds no sorrow to it. And it is your endorsement that determines how much can be released to you per time. Some of you don't have money, you're arguing tight. <laughs> you don't have money. <laughs> no, 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 I, don't worry. I'm, where's my face to well? <laughs> you don't have money, you're arguing tight. <laughs> I find that very interesting. <laughs> you are not one of those that will fail. <laughs> and you're arguing. You're arguing, you're arguing tight. A lot of you are looking at me. I've decided not to say anything about it. Let me explain this. Satan is strategically removing your covenant relevance so that you continue to live as a mere man. Not the one that covenant speaks for. I do business. I do the glory of God to, in, in, to, to an extent. I have some friends who are Jews. How these guys make money is supernatural. I tell you the Jesus truth. Because of that, I'm going to Israel by force. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm telling the Jesus truth. It is, go to any industry on earth. They lead. How many Nobel Prizes have been given out? As small as they are. They've collected 60%. They are 0.001% of world population. And they've collected 60% of the most excellent things on earth. So what gives you advantage? All the devil can do is he can't stop your advantage, but it can make you think your advantage is a disadvantage. You don't have money, you're arguing tight. <laughs> I don't understand. No, I'm I'm serious. But you won't argue your song. You won't argue coming to church. You won't argue sitting on a chair. You won't argue having a table to write on. You won't argue all that. You won't argue when God answers your prayer. But it has to do with your money. Do you know the reason why? It's still part of this problem. Because this entire thing is about the question of lordship. Let me explain one of the reasons why God tells you to give money. He doesn't trust me. He doesn't need our money. I don't know if Colin knows this. The last church I pastored, we needed to build. I still pass the place this morning. There are times when we didn't have the, the contractor needs money for social and so thing. We won't have it. We have put in everything. When God uses an imam to come and pay his bill to build a church, <laughs> don't mess with Jesus. My wife was to travel to give back to her first child. This was years back, 1996 or there, about 97 or 98. I was in my office. 
There was no money for tickets. <laughs> no per diem money. So I was praying and I said, Father, okay, here we are. All right. If it's not your will, I bought right away. I have no problem with that. All I just want to do is be in your will. While I was still praying, somebody came and knocked the door. Said, oh, met my secretary. Secretary came in. Said, someone is here. Said, member of the church says no. Says, the man, the man came in and said, please, are you Pastor Ola? Said, yes. Said, I've never had God before in my life. Okay, I was in my house. God came, somebody came to my house and told me I have to go and give so-so and so money to one pastor. Lali gave me the address, described this place for me, and said, I will find you. If I come now, you'll be there. Ah, I said, eh, say how much? <laughs> it was two times what I needed. I now said, ah, sir, I've not prayed. Let me go and ask God if, if he wants me to collect it. Ah, he said, no, you collect this one, no. <laughs> he said, since the thing happened to me yesterday, I've not been able to sleep. So you think it is what you are giving. That was so, brother, the, the, the Jesus we think we know is not the Jesus. Nah. Nah. Ah, nah. These guys decided they were going to deny it. Now, this tells me something. Open your Bible. Look. Let's go quickly. Before look, look, go to John 2. Could you watch my time for me, please? John chapter number 2. Verse 23 to verse 25. John 2, 23 to 25. Want to read, everyone? So, these people are believers now. All right? Are they believers now? Yes. So, keep reading. Jesus. Now, you might not like this. Jesus is not committed to us equally. And it doesn't matter if you don't like it. That's what the Bible says. Jesus is not committed to his children, to all of his children equally. Now, oh no. There are some people, by virtue of their relevance to God's cause on earth, <laughs> if, if damage is to come, that damage has to go somewhere also. There are some, okay, in fact, God can use the damage to bring them home early. They are not useful. They are not useful. If they are, even their family, they don't know they'll be born again. Ten years, they'll be born again. No, no family member knows they're born again. Talk short of their friends and blah, blah, blah. They do nothing for God. All they do is collect from God. And tell God, 
In fact, they teach God what you should be doing with their life. Brother, walking with God is very simple. This whole thing is about the question of lordship. That's why I really love that song, For You, For You, My Life Is For You. Yeah, we sing it. Uh, we've not done it the way we should do it, really. When it is for you, you can't determine who you marry. All of you looking for six foot at all, all, all. <laughs> uh, you have not, it's not yet, don't sing that song again, no. For you, for you, my life is for you. Shut up. No, because you are the one, because you have, if you've, a lot of your Instagram pastors have told you, oh no, you got to open your eyes. Write a list of the things you like. You listen to them too. <laughs> but that's what they say. In fact, one of them was saying that if you are age 20 something, 20 something, green light, from age 30 to Kini, amber, which means your life remains one bar. <laughs> your, your battery is about to run out. If you are age 30 something to something, something you're already in the red light district. Brethren, some terrible things that have no. And but because you don't know the truth, you don't know they are lying. And we like such things because it's not your John 3.16. You know, it's systematic. It's it sounds is sensational. You know, it's contemporary. Then they give you some, they know all those, how to pun on words. They'll give you some rhymes, rhythms. Give you some, some nuggets that will blow your head. That will not allow you to think on what they said. Yeah, because this is a sensational generation where you just want to feel good. This gospel ain't a feel-good gospel. It has the totality of everything. For correction, for encouragement, encouragement. It will make you feel good when you need to, when God wants it so. Not when you feel you are entitled to it. That's not the gospel of Jesus. Some of you are not even saved. You think you are. You are not. The day you are giving your life to Jesus, you are coming out like this. <laughs> you think you are doing the preacher a favor? <laughs> oh no. When the gospel, the Bible says the, the Holy Ghost, the conviction of sin, judgment, and righteousness. When the conviction of the Holy Ghost hits you, you are, you are laughing and jumping and walking to the hotel like, oh no. Oh, you were never saved. And immediately after that day, you go back to your former life. No. The power of the gospel is about transformation. Yes, sir. Changes you in and out. When you are inviting Jesus in, he comes in and he shakes everything. Yes. yes sir. Resets the whole place. Yes. It's not going to leave any part the way it was before. Yes. 
But you see, the gospel we want is where Jesus comes in. And Lord, just take a sit. And oh yeah, that's all. Just Lord, take a sit. And I'll run the show. Selah. Oh no, brother. No. No, please. I tell you the truth in righteousness. God loves you. Satan cannot hate you as much as God loves you. Satan cannot hate you to the extent God loves you. Don't just think on what I just said. Because uh, all you like is ha, ha. think on it, meditate on it. In other words, there is no damage Satan can do in your life that will exceed the solution God has provided for your life. It's not possible. But you see, when you do not have an understanding, because you won't sit down with your Bible yourself, lock yourself indoors, and rather than binge on episode 1 to 16, study your Bible to know God. Brethren, no pastor can set you free. No man of God can set you free. No song can set you free. No fellowship can set you free. You shall know and uh, and the, the truth is not what you are given. Let me put it this way. God does not put things in our hands. He puts them within our reach. No, think on it. Don't just clap. Think. God doesn't put things in your hands. He puts them in your reach. So that, now because the truth is, Jesus, someone comes to Jesus, blind man, says, sir, Jesus says, what can I do for you? I'm going, okay, sir, how can you be asking such a, this guy doesn't have eyes. You're asking him, say, because no, the truth is this. There are many things within your reach. Which one do you want? And without, if everything is in your hand, you will not need faith. What gets this from here? To your hand is what? Faith. Faith. Whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. There is only one victory that overcomes and that's called what? Faith. Faith is the channel by which divine resources and solutions are made available to you. That is all. It's already perfected but it's made available to you. So, Back to my passage, bro. Thank you. No, where we're reading, John 2. I love your blazer, though. Really nice. Very unique color. I will soon talk about your shirt, too. <laughs> <laughs> Can we thank God for him, please? They're doing a wonderful job. Thank you so much. So many believed in him when they saw the signs. Next verse, verse 24. But Jesus did not. In other words, even though they were believers, Jesus did not endorse them. Why? Do you know that Jesus knew that these guys, they will not be able to tell others, I'm now a follower. Of Jesus. Jesus had a congregation of 82 members at a time. 
70 that he sent out with 12 disciples. In John 6, one day he preached a gospel. He had what? 70 left. Jesus now asked the remaining 12 members of, can you imagine a pastor? 82 members, and one day you lost 70 members of 82. How many do you have left? Uh, somebody was saying 13. I wanted to ask you, <laughs> let me tell me your parents so that I will tell them they've wasted money. <laughs> 12. So he's now asked the 12, are you also? But those ones said, that, do you now see why he can't endorse the 70? Even though they are all believers, they are not of the same worth. Ma, if God were to visit us right here and put blessings in our hands, no matter how much we pray, we'll never go with the same. Never. And it's not about the prayer you pray here. It has to do with your pedigree. The life you lived. How, how much you have esteemed God? Is he still Savior or you have transcended to he being Lord? Lord simply means he's owner. Owner means I can't determine who I marry. I can't determine the jobs I do. I am owned. It is my owner that tells me my job is to... That's all. Let's wrap this up. Chapter number six. Luke. Key bodies, can you play something? This one it took you forever to find key last time. You now wanted to force a key on us. <laughs> you think I don't know music? When they increase the keyboard, I stand one note. When they are telling you, come here, come here, come here, come here, because they can't find where you are. <laughs> and it's laziness. They should find, it's their job to find where we are. But you are not lazy. But you could be. <laughs> Can we appreciate God in Islamic? Let's just thank God for him. Amen. Luke 6 and verse 46. Let's bring this home. For you, for you, this life is for you, for you, for you, for you. Now, this is what Jesus is saying. So, this whole thing is about lordship. If you are owned, don't forget the love, the praises of men more than God. So, which means Jesus is still not lord of that life yet. Now, let me put it this way. God is not committed to any man. Remember, we read, we read, the Bible says, Jesus did not commit himself to men because he knew the heart of men. God is not committed to any man. He's not committed to any one of us. He's only committed to his word. The extent to which you align with his word determines his own commitment to you. Because he's not committed to you, he's committed to his word. Salvation doesn't get God committed to you. 
God remains committed to his word. Otherwise, he won't tell Ezekiel that every man, go and warn the wicked man that if he doesn't turn out of, from his wicked ways, huh? the soul that sinned, he will die. He said, but if the wicked man turns, huh? he said, he will be accepted by me. Because it's not about the man, it's about which aspect of my word is he aligned with. That is all. God is no respect. That's why Paul, sorry, Peter was saying in Acts chapter 10, is that God is no respecter. That's the simple meaning. In other words, God doesn't, your face, your song, your dance, your jump, your dress, your, doesn't mean anything to him. It is this scripture. For why do you call me Andrew? Now, this is Jesus asking his disciples question, not an unbeliever. So you call me Lord, and you don't do the things I say. So when people offend you, forgive them. Don't negotiate it. You'll be telling me about God, you didn't know what they did. If you know what they did, you'll be telling me to forgive them. Stay with it. I can tell you very soon. Do you know what unforgiveness does? Uh, and I won't tell you. So that you can suffer the pain a little bit. Oh, yeah. In your life, you never... You never hold anyone in your heart again. Because if, if they tell you, it won't make sense. I love when people experience it. Oh, yeah. You know, Peter used to boast, Lord, I am made, deny you. Jesus said, some of you are going to deny me here. Peter said, Lord, what are we talking about, Lord? <laughs> I can't do that. I'm ready to die for you. Jesus said, eh, okay. <laughs> so when the robber met the road, the one that really... <laughs> The one that amused me the most was that a house help. Huh? House help. Omodo. Came to Peter. Peter, you are one of the disciples. For you to know the state of Peter's mind, he called house help, madam. Go and check your Bible. <laughs> he said, madam. He called her, her madam. Just to escape. He said, if this is why I endorse you. Even though I understand what it means to that Satan can put an affection of for you to have an affection towards person of the same gender in your mind through some whatever. But I will never still accept that it is acceptable. It won't be. Because the Bible says so. Ru truth can never be relative. Once truth is relative to you as a believer, Satan has finished you. Because what the Bible says sets you free? What sets you free? nothing else. Anointing breaks the yoke. It doesn't set free. Breaks the yoke. It does not set free. Sinakeru came against Ezekiah. They ran to the anointing. Anointing gave a word. They will hear a noise. They will go back to their country. 
God confirmed the word of his servants. Established the counsel of his messenger. But they came back again. Because the truth is this. Another man's anointing uh, can take you there. It cannot sustain you there. Another man's anointing can take you there. But it cannot keep you there. When they came back. <laughs> they brought a letter this time. But brethren, it was not time to go to any anointing. Say, I'm not going to face this again. He himself went to God. After speaking to God, the Bible says God sent just one guy, an angel, 185,000. Please, 185,000. Slept and didn't wake up. Your permanent solution is, is not with anybody. It's in your relationship with God. I can get you out. I can't take you in. I want you to notice that the person that got them out did not take them in. <laughs> God did that intentionally. No man can take you out and get you in. Check out the whole of scripture. The only person that ever stepped on the earth who will bring you out and take you in is God that came in flesh. So there is also a prophetic reason why Moses must not enter the promised land. So when, what's the benefit of confessing him? Please, let your Jesus, when, and I think I'm going to explain that. The reason why we don't really, we're not excited about Jesus. I found myself uh, in the midst of some very powerful people on earth, not long ago. And anytime my wife and I sat next to anyone, I said, oh, we start talking about Jesus. We, we broke our conversation then. The next thing is, because Americans are very curious. So you start a discussion, you know what they like. Then they come in and we take it to Jesus. Then some begin to ask questions. Because probably, you, can, you know, we always think that rich people don't need Jesus, so we don't preach to them. Because our own way of our own understanding of the fact that you are enjoying life is that you have money. <laughs> so we don't go to preach to them because those ones, they are doing well. <laughs> if you know how wretched. The truth is that you hear the story and trust me, I'm in a privileged position to know what I'm saying. The truth... <laughs> If you hear the problem of some rich people, you would rather remain where you are. What scripture was I going to read? Okay, we've read that. Let's finish. Psalms 91. For you, for you, 
My life is for you. Start me from verse 9. For you. For you. To confess Jesus means three things. Number one, because you have made the Lord. You have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Number one, the key to it is lordship. Do you know why it's, it's a bit challenging for you to be open about some things, about your faith in Christ Jesus and be a bit aggressive? about it is because you are not yet owned how many of you here your your last name is an english name like johnson paul aha now please no disrespect to you guys somewhere adopted it doesn't mean that that's your story okay all right early days when slaves were taken to the Americas, some, when they got emancipated, some returned. But one of the ways you know who was a slave is the fact that the guy doesn't have a local name. Because it is the duty, any, any name you see that the slave bears, there's an English name, was the name of the master. What's the name of the master? Now, I mean, I have a friend that is Benjamin Beckley. Man of God. Sorry, man of God. Okay? I can change my name from tomorrow to Paul's. I know another friend that is change his name to whatever. Okay? So it doesn't mean every... So, so those start looking at... Uh, uh, then that family, they are slaves. So, <laughs> nah. Okay? A lot of you have changed your name. I know a friend. His name is Folusha. He's changed his name to Foley. And I'm saying... <laughs> Do you know folly means foolishness? <laughs> he said, you know, he says it's not, not folly, it's folly. <laughs> I said, English name, oh, Lami okay, Amisale. <laughs> English is English. There's no Lami okay, Amisale. Folly is folly. So it's spelled the same, but it sounds differently. Folly. <laughs> well, brother. Do you know why the devil can still encroach in some areas of our lives? Because uh, you've not changed your name. You're you not yet a slave to righteousness. You're not yet a slave to Jesus. When I mean slave, please, it's not literal. It's a figure of speech. It simply means you've not lost your identity in his own. One of the ways you know I've lost my identity is the fact that I don't have a name, I don't have a language. I don't have an opinion. I don't have a name. I don't have a language. I don't have an opinion. You ask me anything now, I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. Because that is just that all there is. So, but that is very judgmental. If that judges your business. I didn't say it. I didn't write it. Okay, it judges me too. Living, living a life of power is very simple. It's the easiest thing. 
Trust me, the easiest thing. But it can't start until everything about you is lost and is Lord. So because you've made your Lord, now this is the benefit. Next verse, verse 10. This is the benefit. Now, because you confess him and he endorses you before his father. These are the things that says, no evil shall befall you. There are some Christians that evil can befall them. God won't lose a sweat. They won't die, but it will befall them. Why? Because they have denied him. What did Jesus say he do before the Father? So my problem is this. I need to know that what is being presented on my behalf before the Father is the right thing. And I'm in control of it. Jesus is not in control of it. I take that again. Jesus isn't in control as to what he does or how he endorses or refuses to endorse me before the Father. I am the one. Don't forget, I act and he reacts. All he does is a function of what I do. So there is no way it it will... God, God can't break this. It is not possible for me to confess him before men. And Jesus will now go and deny me for his father. We have a case to settle. It is not possible. It is not possible. For that to happen, God will have to destroy himself first. I'm the one who controls it. They know who will be for you. Everybody has had COVID. I've not had. I won't have. I'm brethren. Please, I'm not boasting. I'm not saying those of you that have that God did not endorse you. That's not what I said, though. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay? A few people had in my family, too. It doesn't mean they are not endorsed. But there's a level of life where you know. Let me stop there. You might misconstrue what I'm saying, so let me stop. Now, the reason why no plague shall come near him and no evil will befall him is because God has given his... Now, hold on. God has given his angel. For some of us, we have one. There are some others. Oh, you think, you know, we read scripture and we say, well, Gehazi says, ah, Syrian army is coming. Master, Syrian army is coming. And Elijah says, ah, quack, 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 quack. Don't have the dog. Lord, open his eyes. Let him see. What's around? And his Bible says he saw a host. You think it's all of us that have hosts? No, because we just quote that scripture, you know, I got a host of heaven around me. Nah. Nah. For you to have host, you have walked away from what means a lot to you. You made sure you can't go back to it. He took his oxen, he killed it. The yoke for the oxen, he used it to cook the oxen. He distributed to everybody. He said, Now I am empty. 
I am now owned. I own nothing. Whatever he wants for me is what I want. Where he wants me to go, Elijah told him, I said, stay here. I'm going to better, sir. I don't have house again. I don't have hope. If he had a place to return to, he would have gone. You are walking with Jesus. There's plan B. E. Do you know what plan B is? Men's wisdom. Because we, we believe that God's own can. So when you believe that God's way can fail, what have you made of God? So stay here, I'm going to Jericho. Sir, stay where? <laughs> have you noticed that Elijah did not tell him go back to your house because even Elijah knew he didn't have a house anymore <laughs> but he said stay here I can't stay I'm called to you I'm called to you anywhere you go I go you think you just receive double portion for just by <laughs> hanging around Some of the things he teaches you. Bible study. How many hours? All through the night. We are seated with the word. I'm not joking. We just sit with the Bible. We'll pray. We'll lock ourselves in. Nobody's going anywhere. But you know, you just want to be reading your Bible in front of TV. And Big Brother is going on and you're studying scripture. And Rema comes. Turn to your neighbor and say, I hope you are not a clown. <laughs> very, that's very clownish. Wow. Yeah. Do you know how many times, I don't know who I'm talking to, do you know how many times you wanted to sleep, man of God, and something, something touched you, and you woke up, but you were too tired, you went back to bed. You've missed a divine moment. How many times that has happened? Or you just, you were watching a program that you love and something told you. Satan will never tell you to go and pray. Something told you, switch that TV off and just get to your room. I, I, when, after, are you be waiting for this part? They told you about it before. You, Holy Spirit, when I finish this part of it, by the time you finish, you sincerely now go to the room. But brethren, that shows you who is in control. So you are telling God, hold on. It's when I say it is. These are the things that make... There are some Christians that are hunting for Satan. There are some that are running away from him. And both of them are children of the same father. He will give his angels charge over you, one person, to keep you in some ways. Next verse, please, my brother. Now, this is the second thing, what it means to confess the Lord. Because you have set... Some of you, your love is the hammer you want to hammer. 
You know that when you bring the car in and say, Pastor Zach, God has done it. Then you come and when it's time to give your testimony, see what the Lord has done. Yeah, tell everybody, go outside, make sure you see it. Because he has set his, it's not everyone that God loves that love him. And please, let me explain this. Read your Bible very well. It is not every promise that is for every Christian. There are some, let me give you, give you an example. As it is written, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It has not crossed the mind of men. What the Lord has prepared for those, not the ones he loves. So if you don't love God, that scripture is not for you. Yes, sir. Quote it from now till generation comes. Wow. i give you another example. So, but this we know also, Romans 8, that how many things work together for good? Oh, to, to them, to them, not everyone. Say, but thank God that it's all working together. It's not, oh. If you don't love God, it's not. It is not. Go and look for help. Find someone who has anointed to break you, to help you. It is not. If it does, God's word is not true. It is not. Because he has said his love on me. Excuse me, please. How will you feel if God now says you will never have a house of your own? And that's his will for you. <laughs> Tell me how you feel. I will feel bad. But brethren, bad doesn't mean I'm rejecting it. He said in all things. He didn't say for all things. So he needs. I'm agreeing with God. Why? 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 Now, let me give you a testimony. The same house I said we were praying, blah blah blah. My wife, my wife is into our home because she used to be an interior decorator. So, man, she needed a place where she could show ability. And she was a very successful one. So, where we were living, we are pastoring a large church, and we are living in an apartment. The apartment was nice. For me, it makes no difference. Where I'm coming from, <laughs> that is even breakthrough. <laughs> oh, yeah. But she's from a very affluent home. So, <laughs> that was suffering. It's like God had just dropped her. So whenever people want to come and brethren, our house was <laughs> anybody comes in, comes out, anyone can go to the kitchen, go to the fridge, the invaders and invaders, they come around. Okay. And she she <laughs> my mother connived, she connived with my mom and brought all my siblings and all of them were living with us in that small place. So she was just never really happy there. So I made moves for us to get another house and build our own. It's a particular place I wanted. And God opened doors and each one 
just before we start building, something will happen. Projects never got off. In fact, if I didn't know scripture, I would have started coming against near success syndrome. Yes, NSS. <laughs> they break it. <laughs> There's no. <laughs> no, it's your choices. Because you are not careful to know what God wants for you and what He doesn't want for you. In fact, it is grace that's making sure to helping you to make sure it fails. Because if it succeeds, the tangentry of your life goes a different direction. So, so one day I went to God, Lord, ah, I quoted scripture. You said we'll, we'll build houses. We'll not build houses for another to inhabit. Which means we have to build houses. But one day, I was just driving and it dropped in my heart. Sometimes it just dropped like that. A knowing that as far as my wife is concerned, house is a big deal. It's a deal breaker. And until it doesn't mean anything, we can't go anywhere. If God allows that, he's validating that lifestyle. And he's saying you can continue our relationship like that. And if he's taking you far, that's unacceptable. Yes, <laughs> Guess what? So I didn't tell her anything. I just started teaching her scripture with Bible study. I changed Bible study. Started going about uh, vanity on vanity. <laughs> all, all is vanity. The Christ is our riches. Blah, 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 blah. One day, I, I stumbled. She was in the prayer room. And she was praying. And I heard my wife say, sometimes I go on his job. Sometimes she's reporting me to God. So I need to know what to go on. She's presenting her own case. I need to hear so that I know my defense. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm serious. So don't fight with your husband. She's a child, he's a child of God. Even if he's not a child of God, go and report him to you. Don't fight. Ooh. You need to understand that skill. Go on your knees. Lord, he has done it again. <laughs> you just see the guy that was angry, angry, angry. So he doesn't know why, why he's doing it. Oh, you just start feeling bad from nowhere. An angel has slapped his heart. <laughs> oh, yeah, I start feeling bad. So, I always his drop, especially after we have had the, had the heated fellowship. You know what they call heated fellowship? Iron sharpening iron. So shall a man sharpen the countenance of his friend. So I can hear. Then I'll go and prepare my own defense. And uh-huh, you said your own. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> she prayed and she was saying, Lord, if you want us to live in this house till the day we see you, it's okay by me. That was our breakthrough. If it means so much that if God doesn't do it, it will affect your relationship with him. That's God in your life. You're an idol worshiper. It's as bad as the golden calf. The earlier you let those things go, say, Lord, makes no difference. If you don't want me to have it, fine. That year was when things changed. And we didn't, it wasn't one he gave us, he gave us seven. At the same time, yes, because all the attempts I've made. That failed. <laughs> they came back with interest. 
Brother, God, God doesn't have a problem like we do. We just don't want to accept his ways. Because he has said his love on me, therefore I will deliver him. He will always be delivered. It's not a prayer. If you set your love on him. It's not for everybody. <laughs> then he says, I will set him. No, I will set him on high. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. The third thing, what it means to confess Jesus. He has known my name. Now let me stop there. Can we stand? Let me explain this. Brother, let me explain this. Satan is not designed to stop you. You know Satan was designed. Some of you very hard to respond to that one. You say, but it was Lucifer that God created. Yes. You think God did not know he would become Satan? We don't see we the way we think of God is like God is just like Zach. Who doesn't know what will happen the next minute? No, you think when he was creating Lucifer, you think he didn't know he would go bad. Do you think he didn't know he would go bad? If he, if he doesn't know that, then he's not all-knowing. He knew. If you understand, you enter some interesting, and you know, at, at, a, at a realm of intimacy with God, revelation is ordinary. God will be volunteering things. That's why he says, I know Abraham. Huh? Because he endorsed him. Why? Because Abraham confessed him before men. Says, oh no, no, king of Sodom, I won't take anything from you so that you will not say, I'm the one who made Abraham rich. Have you noticed that until Abraham repented of the two times, he denied, he didn't deny God though. No, he didn't deny God, he denied Sarah. They couldn't have a child. Because your, your sister can't give birth for you. It's your wife. The confession we make before men matters, brethren. Oh, yeah. Some of you say it's when bad things happen. I mean, while when we hear you speak your English and your phonetics, we won't know that you understand Mojoribu. Don't 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 say all that. Language has changed. So, when it says, because you have known my name. Now, please, I will ask random questions and I'll come to anybody. Just answer, please. There's no right or wrong answer, okay? I'm not trying to embarrass anyone. I just want us to understand this. Is that okay? Yes, Can I go ahead? Yes, All right, then. You've confessed me before. Men, I will confess you before. <laughs> now, 
When you think of Jesus, what do you think? What, do you, what comes to mind? My friend. Yes, as in your friend, okay. Like the things he did or who he is. Not to you now, generally. Who he is and what he can do. So just what comes to mind as to who he is, his personality? My healer. Healer. God bless you. That was a hard one because you are the first person. No, sincerely, that was hard. Now everyone knows what to say. Okay, you need that. I needed to prompt her. So high five to you, please. Good, good job. Yes. My savior. Savior. Um, my strength. Strength. My healer. Uh, she has said so now. <laughs> Your defender. Now, please, when we think of Jesus, and you are thinking of meditating on Jesus, and I talk about his birth, what comes to mind? The manger. There's no room in the inn, right? So, when we talk about Jesus, we talk about him as a healer, hmm? deliverer, but guess what? Most of what you know about Jesus, you know about the Jesus that was on his way to the cross. Fed 5,000, five loaves of bread and two fish. Right? Healed the sick. Walked on water. Huh? Cast out demons. That is the Jesus on his way to the cross. That one has not conquered. I take that again. The picture of the Jesus that most believers have is his walkings on the earth. That Jesus has not. He was on his way to conquer. That's why Satan can push him around though. That the Jesus that I'm talking about now, the one that is on his way to conquering, Satan can take him to a high pinnacle, leave him there. Satan can come and take him and say, Ah, worship me. So the picture we have in our mind is the picture of that same Satan who can push Jesus around anyhow. And the picture of Jesus who submits to that same Satan. And say, the Bible says. That's I love the Lord your God with all your heart. That's the picture we have. The one that Pilate said, do you know I have power to release you? The one that the soldiers came. When Jesus was, are you the king of Israel? He said, yes. Pua! They gave him a vertical slap. You know, usually slap horizontal. The one that he was carrying his cross and because he was bleeding all over, tired, they had to tell Joseph of uh, Simon the Siren. Thank you. That one got the tomb. He said, come and help him carry it. The one that needed help. That's the Jesus that is engraved in your heart. Your life will be limited. That one is not the one who conquered. That one is on his way to. How did he conquer? 
Was it the cross? Or was it resurrection? Resurrection. So you should have a revelation of the resurrected Jesus. But the account is not too much. It's not as much as the one... Revelations 1. Let's close this on. For you. For Revelation and chapter number 1. This life. Start me out from verse number 12. For you. For you. Please, I need you to read intently. In other words, meditate as you read. Want to read? Keep it going. Now, who, who, is, who, is, who is right? Who is saying this to us? John. Now, who was Jesus' closest party on earth? Now, this same John, he recognized him. He's like the son of man. But you see, something is different. See, suddenly it is not that one he put his head on his chest. Suddenly. You know he's the same person. But keep reading. Next verse. His head. Keep it going. Hold on. He said his countenance was like the... Now, that's the best way you could explain because there's no other thing to, uh, to, to... No reference that will explain what you saw. The sun at its brightest. Go to the next verse. Hold on. I fell at his feet as. Can he go and put his head on his chest? He will be extinguished. Now, the same person that he has used to put his head on his chest said, Lord, you know, when, when Jesus said, one of you will betray me, Peter went to meet him. Bros. J. You and Jesus Napadi. Take a start. Ask him now. Which one of us will betray him? So, John now went. Say, Lord, Jesus now said, the one to whom I will give a sop now, that's the one. So he took bread, dipped it in the sop, and gave it to Judas. That's how close they were. Now he saw that same Jesus. Like dead man. Now, excuse me. If his children, he's like dying in his presence because of the glory and the power how much my enemies? Wow. The one you know is the one that Jesus took to the wilderness after 14 days. Turn in stone to bread. <laughs> no. This is the one you need a revelation of. The other one is just to lead you. So that when you are, when you now come to the conquered Jesus, 
He's the one who conquered. You have to know how he conquered. And there's not too much story. But brethren, it is still so much story. If only you're looking for him. God will not reveal it to you if you have not yet sold out your life to him. Don't forget, he does not commit himself to any man. He commits himself to, you shall seek me and find me. If you seek me, diligently. Not just with all your heart, you have to be diligent. So if I'm studying my Bible 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., let no, tell me I could come and collect a check at that time. That check can go to blazes. This one, as at this point, Satan that we knew while he was on his way to conquer, is not the same one we are dealing with now. Everything changed. The moment Jesus conquered, Satan is not in the same shape anymore. So the picture we have of him is the fact that he took Jesus. He tempted Jesus. If he's powerful enough to go and tempt Jesus, oh boy, nah. Colossians 2.15. This is the one we deal with now. See, the one that was handling Jesus... The prince of this world comes to the son of man, but he finds nothing. He keeps coming, he keeps coming. But look at the Bible says, Now, hold on. What's the meaning of this arm? Now, okay, so if, if I am disarmed, does it mean I have any ammunition? No. I don't know about you. In America, we use guns a whole lot. So someone comes around, say, hey, and we're taught, don't argue with the man we've gone. Sit down there. I sit down. Get up, get up. Front jump, front jump. Yeah, you can go, you go. Then he comes again the next day. I don't know about you now. When I was school in the Bobby College in Lagos, those days, you go and senior will wait for you to go and get your lunch. You will not tell you, come here. Ah. What's that? They are still feeding me. Oh, yeah. Like you didn't do it. Some of you bad sinners, thank God for the gospel. But me, you can't take my lunch. Even before I knew the Lord, I knew how to handle the devil a little bit. You can't take my lunch. The moment I'm carrying food and a senior says, come. (laughs) It is my food. I can eat my spit. I will spray it. Spray it. Then I said, yes. All you do is punish me, but you're not eating this food. <laughs> oh, no. I spray it. It's my saliva. I need it for, for digestion. Uh-huh, yes. The day you discover that this same guy that be saying, sit down, shut up. There are no bullets in the gun. Well, story has changed, eh? Uh, do you know why you are obeying him is because you think there is. But the Bible says, so if Satan now comes and says, hey, your money or your life. 
If you know scripture, he said, bros, put that in there before I slap you. Bullet no day. But he shows up to ignorant Christians. And then your money, hey, they don't come again. Hey, and now. No ammunition. Then he brings some facts and say, hey, you did this, you did this. That in your family, men must always fail. In your family, women don't get married on time. Blah, 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 blah. Keep reading. Okay, keep going. Next one. No, no. Back up to verse 14. Hold on. Those agreements that our father signed with the devil that is implementing in every way. Where is your original copy? Where is your original copy? So if anybody is showing you anything now, what is that one? Photocopy. If the Holy Spirit explains the devil to you, you will not have time for him. The one you know is not the way he is. Why do you think he lives in darkness? The people that worship him must not see the real, the way he is. They will stop worshiping him. They will stop. They will be disappointed. So he has to hide in darkness. And that's why when he wants to come, he must make the table shake. Have you ever, if you go to all those uh, Babalao's house, you won't see beautiful colors. Lilac. If they put white, they must put blood. Everything must look terrifying. Because all they have left is not power. It's what? Taking them out of the way. Well, brethren, Revelation, let's stop here. Revelation again. For you. I don't know, I talk a lot when I'm with you guys. Revelations and chapter number one. That's in place we're reading. Go to verse 17 now. I think we stopped at verse 16. Then he says, when I saw him, I did what? And he laid, saying to me, listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever have a dream or a nightmare, uh, and you wake up and your heart is racing. Uh, go and eat. That is not from. But if you have a terrible dream and you woke up and you are not afraid, go and do something about it. God is not Sherubawan. Oh no. God will not come and visit his child and leave his child with fear. Even though he fell as a dead man, what did Jesus tell him? Do not be afraid. I'm the first and the last. Next verse. We stop here. And? And? 
What's the other name for Hades? Excuse me, who has the key as, this, as we speak now? No, no, don't just answer me from your head, though. Let this thing come from your heart. That you know what I'm talking about now, what the Bible is saying. Who has the key of hell? Jesus! Who has the key of death? Jesus! For death to take, it must be unlocked. Yes. Who is the only person that can unlock it? Why are you afraid of death? Do you know it took that so that you will... Because if you have the fear of death, you can't serve God. That's why it says, if you love your life, you lose it. If you lose it for my sake, you confess me before men. Hand it over to me. I'm the one that has the key of death and hell. Even Satan doesn't have the key to where he's supposed to stay. <laughs> Abi, <laughs> hell is his house. The key of the place he stays. So anytime he wants to come, he has to ask God permission to enter. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> if Jesus locks that door, why do you think during the millennial reign, when an angel drops in there, he cannot come out? Aye. We make Jesus too small, though. Hi. Because you know his name, he will set you on high. Let's sing that song together. Close your eyes and please mean what you're singing now. No, don't worry, guys. Stay, stay, stay. I need everyone praying now. Slowly put some strings to it. Louder keyboard. For you. For you. My heart. My heart is for you. You can give it this morning. Satan hates this. This is the path of greatness in the kingdom of God. I give it all to you, Lord, for you. My life, my life is for you. Oh, there's such an anointing here this morning. Let the Holy Ghost wrap you. Whatever he wants from you, just give it to him. Your heart, your mind, your soul, your life. For you. Oh, for you. My life is for you. Engage with the Holy Ghost, please. It is just a sacred moment.
you need to repent repent you need to be saved properly he's here for anything and everything he's just pouring out his love on you Lord I'm tired of running alone I didn't even know I was running alone Lord take everything my heart my life my ambition everything I want and everything I don't want Lord take it oh Lord Jesus I just want to know you what you do for me doesn't matter anymore what you take from me doesn't matter anymore Lord I'm I'm tired of shadows Lord I want the substance I don't want to talk to you as an imagination Lord you are not an imagination you are a person Oh Lord, oh Lord, you have great things in heart for us. Father, behold, these are your young ones, oh God. And Father, Lord, the hope, the ones who take the baton, Father, the cost of this walk. Lord, the ones who will represent you in, in the marketplace, making Jesus known. The Daniels who will not hide their faith, even though they are royalties. Who will be bold to confess you before men? respond to God but please pray talk to him respond to him please he wants something from you there are things you are going to walk away from there are things you are going to walk into but you want to let go of control and say Jesus you can have it my time my life I want to be many things Lord but I surrender them to you. Whatever you want for me is what I want. Whatever you want for me is what I want. Whatever you want to do with me is what I want. See, I told them in it's okay. For you. For you. My days are for you. Lord, I'm not going to live the way I want to live anymore. I will live the way and the days and my life just for you. For you. Hey, for you. My life is for 
for you. For you. You have to respond to God. I can't do that for you. The anointing of another man can take you there. He cannot keep you there. You are not visiting today. You are permanently changing location. This is not a visit. You are making somewhere else your dwelling place. Because you have made the Lord, my God, your dwelling place. You are changing your dwelling. Hey, for you. Oh, for you. My life is for you. Pray, pray through, pray through. You will know when you get there. Pray through. Pray through, brethren. Pray through. This is more important than anything. This changes your location, changes your position. Your dimension totally changed. Your habitation is changing. They that dwell in a secret place. God is pulling you to the secret place. Your worth, your kingdom value is changing just by the decisions you're making. Hey, my life, my life is for you, for you, la parte cobredi, for you. Lord Jesus, for you alone, for you. For you. For you. My days are for you. For you. For you, for you, pray through, pray through. Your wealth is changing. For you, hey, for you, Papa, me, my days from today are for you. Lord, I'm not going to be an average believer. I'm not going to be a Christian. Satan will push around. Lord, Lord, you will use me to destroy his works. You will use me, Lord, to damage his kingdom. Not anymore will I be afflicted. Not anymore. Because you have made the Lord who is my God. Your dwelling place. He will deliver you from trouble. For you, for you, for you, hey, 
Jesus, our life. Some are getting there already. There's a weight of the Spirit of God in their hearts. God is not out to give out handouts this morning is out to lift you to where you belong at the right hand of the heavenly father for you for you Lord, to you alone we make, oh God, this prayer is to you, to you, to you. While all this is going on, if you are not born again, you know you are not genuinely born again. There's no transformation that happened in your life. And you want to give your heart to Jesus. Make your way out of your seat. I want to pray for you. Please, there's no shame in this. You want to make sure you have the real thing. Otherwise, you can't join in God. You want to be saved? Come over. Just come and join me in front here. I want to pray for you personally. The conviction of the Holy Ghost is going on in your hearts now. That you need to get saved. Come, come. Come. This heart is for you. Come. Come, come. Come, come, come. Please come. Get busy. Don't look around. Pray. You're praying. Satan cannot hate you as much as God loves you. Come and get saved. Hey, my heart is for you. 
This heart is for you. Stand to your feet wherever you are. Just the keyboard alone now. Someone here, you have a problem with your bladder. Your bladder has just been changed. You have a new one now. That problem is gone. Jesus can endorse you because you have lived a life denying him. You are saved. You are born again. But your day-to-day choices, your need for, for relevance, and the fear of rejection has just made you put Jesus in the back burner. And even though you are praying and trusting him for many things, he can't endorse you before the Father. Say, whatever you ask the Father in my name, shall I give it to you? But the Father seemed not to hear. Because the person who is the reason why he's hearing you says, I can't endorse this. And you don't want to say, Father, I, I don't want to live that way anymore. Don't come forward. I'm just going to ask you to lift up your two hands there. Do you know what that means? You're simply meaning, say, Lord, I acknowledge I've been denying you. I've not been confessing and I'm repenting of it. There's no shame. And Lord, today I just accept your forgiveness. But I'm also publicly using this hand to declare that this one will begin to confess Jesus before men. I'll not be afraid of what men will do to me anymore. It makes no difference. Whether they accept me or not, they love me or not makes no difference. All I want is what you think of me. If you're in that category, leave those two hands on high. I need you to sing this song as a prayer. Say prayer, say, Lord, I hand it over. Close your eyes and sing it. For you, for you, my life. Lord, I'm saying I no longer want to be in charge. Thank you, Lord. We receive your forgiveness for you, for you. My heart is for you, for you. My heart. Softly now, one more time for you. My days are for you. Father, whatever you want to do with my ambition, you can have it. Whatever you want to do with my desires, you can have it for you, for you. My days are for you. My tomorrow, my today, 
Lord, from today you call the shots. That's what we're saying, Father. will not be ashamed to testify of you to witness to those who are not saved just pray in the spirit silently before I pray for you My heart, Father, take us. We thank you. Beloved, 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 beloved. We will not be secret Christians anymore. We won't be covert Christians anymore. And Father, we will announce you before men. Confess you before men. Lord, everyone will know we are publicly associated with you in covenant as children. Amen. Second Timothy one eight, then I pray. There is a dew in this house this morning. You know what dew does? It gets everywhere wet without noise. Your life, I'm telling you, I'm not interested in. I can pull you up, but I can't keep you there. But this is where. You get up yourself. You choose. I'm changing habitation. Some things that you've been struggling with, you'll be too big for it. Just because you... It, all you need is just to change location. Paul says, therefore, this is the charge I'm giving you this morning. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord Jesus. Some of you were never ashamed to be drunk and be falling on the road when you were unbelievers, but since the day you got born again, it's... Now of me, he's prisoner. But share with me in the sufferings of the gospel according to the power of God. Don't be ashamed anymore. I led one is distantly related to the throne in one of the Middle East countries. I had to do everything to make sure that he doesn't go and tell everyone he's born again yet. Because it's death and was ready to die. I said, we need you here because the people you can get in touch with, I can't. Do not 
be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord Jesus. I'm saved and I'm not sorry for it. The standard of God is this and that's why I stay. I have no opinion. God says this is bad, is bad. This is wrong, is wrong. This is not for me, it's not for me, it's not for. This is where God stands and stand there. Lift up your hands as I pray. Father, Bible says, as a son looks up to his father and a damsel to her mistress, so our eyes look unto thee, O God. Lord, for some of us, we didn't know, but now we know. For some, it didn't matter because we, we, we didn't even know we were conforming to the standards of the world. But Father, you have us be set aside, consecrated to you. Say, come ye out of them and set ye apart. Lord, we are, we are here and we are ready. Cost you nothing to use us. Cost you nothing to prosper us. Cost you nothing to make us great. But Father, the opportunities you gave us to, to show ourselves worthy, we failed it. We chose our dignity, ourselves, our friends, family and everyone around us. Even though you told us that because of our faith in you, people will reject us. But we didn't want them to reject us because we still want to have you and have them. And little do we know that sometimes you send Joseph out of the house. Be rejected so that he will be the redeemer of the people that rejected him. Lord, we receive boldness from your presence. We refuse compromise from today. Use us for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.